0: Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Locked On Red Wings. You the
1: You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. I am your host, Brian Fisher. With me today, as always, is Scotty Bentley, other host here at Locked On Red Wings, and also host at Locked On Tigers. I gotta ask, Scotty. I couldn't even finish Locked On Tigers. I gotta ask, though, Scotty, what is going on in Locked On Tigers right now in the middle of this lockout? Like, I have just, like, you said it was probably gonna die, all the excitement was gonna die. Has the excitement just completely fallen off?
0: Uh, I I mean... it, it just there's no content like it's just <laughs> like no one's allowed to do anything there's not even like oh like this person's in talks with this like that's really not allowed like there's nothing um and like it's already during the off season and then on top of that you know in the in the peak times like winter meetings are are so like one of my favorite weeks of the entire calendar year is, is winter meetings and that's when like every gm and agent in in the sport all just lives at a hotel the same hotel for a week and a ton of trades and signings happen and that's canceled uh the rule five draft is canceled because of the lockout like everything's just like done so uh i there's just no content. So like today's well yesterday's show when you're listening to this monday's show uh was just me going over (laughs) every hot button issue that is being negotiated Dirt for the lockout, which is that—that's a good episode. Like that, like I'm—I'm I'm proud of that content, and then that's it. And now I'm back to—I'm back to to just scraping the barrel. Just—I—I I told my people at the end of the show yesterday. I told my listeners I was like, if anyone has an idea for content, <laughs> feel free to hit me up. uh There is no such thing as a bad answer. I'm gonna take anything into consideration. You're gonna start. Uh,
1: it's, you're it's gonna start. Brutal breaking down the seasons of every single a player that Detroit Tigers have in their system at some point. <laughs> Could this guy make it to high right. a by next season? Possibly. Right.
0: right. Find Literally, out tomorrow's man. episode like, guys. It's, it's so wild. It's, it's so, it's so nuts. Like I still do have, like I, I started a player breakdown series where like do a deep, like analytical dive on, on one player for an entire show. And, uh, like I, I have that to pick up, but I got through all the starters. So like at this point, I'd be doing like people that are probably going to be riding the pine for the Tigers next year. Like, which like I, I still think is important and I still want to do. But like e- even that, like, like I said, I'm already halfway done. So like that's going to fill up like a week and a half, two weeks tops. And then I'm right back to, <laughs> to, to where I was again. So it's it's tough, man. I, I need these. I need these two sides to get to an agreement sooner rather than later, so I can I can actually have something to talk about on this damn show.
1: Scotty's absolutely rooting for Radio right now, and Radio's <laughs> up is in his front. Desperately, Desperately. <laughs> um, Today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner, and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to. find. Uh, send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to Omahastakes.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. Scotty. I messed up. I goofed. <laughs> if you listen to Monday's episode, we previewed the Nashville predators game. I had a lot going on on Sunday when we recorded that. There's a lot of thoughts going through my head. And for some reason I thought, Oh, let's preview the Tuesday game for the Monday episode forgetting that another episode would be out Tuesday morning, which would normally be the day we preview the Predators game, the, the day of. We usually preview it the day of, not the day before. And you even questioned it, but like I either just didn't hear it or I was just like, yeah, 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 bro, totally. And I, <laughs> totally. So normally we wouldn't do the Nashville Predators pre- preview on the day of, which is by the time you're listening it, listening to this, it is the day of, but... Your host here screwed up, and we previewed it yesterday, which was good content. It was a good episode. We had a recap, then we rolled right into a preview. But we still have content for you, but I just had to own up to my mistake because I was literally looking at you halfway through recording the preview yesterday, Scotty, and my eyes got really big. I'm like, what are we doing? I was like, it was too late to go back. We're like, well, we're already committed to this, so let's preview this. Yeah, people
0: behind the curtain. Before we started recording, we were going over, like, bullet points and what we were going to talk about. And we're going through, like, players we want to highlight and, like, things that happen in the game that we want to talk about. And then Brian's like, yeah, and then we'll just, like, do a preview. And I was like, you want to do a preview of – Tuesday's game today, and you were like, Yeah, it's Monday's show. And I was like, All right, like that doesn't make any sense. But, like, I, I, as if you know, if you, you want to do it, bro, like I'll, I'll ride with you, like we ball, but like, I, <laughs> it seems. Seems seems a little weird. And, and you were like, yeah, no, we'll just, and I was like, all right. And so I didn't like, I, I should have questioned a lot more than I did. You put and, too much faith into me. That's what yeah, the problem I is. was like, all right, if he wants to do
1: it today, I guess we're doing it today. My eggs were a little scrambled from the beatdown I received in the game. <laughs> I didn't. I was officially, not thinking, enforcer, <laughs> officially, well now I got this nice ring light so you can see real nice all the all the bruises yeah. I have. But like it's on my forehead. It really seems
0: like it's better though. Yeah,
1: I don't have the lump on my head anymore. But like the guy like specifically was punching my freaking forehead because that's where all the marks are. Like I get it's yeah, a big target.
0: All the same spot there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a big target. But like I, I I I got no missing teeth. He did he did get me one nice on the lip, and I bled a little bit from the lip only anyone at
0: work was like, "Yo, what happened
1: to you?" My my the so I'm the assistant manager. The manager was like, "I wanted to ask about it, but like I didn't know if it was like a sensitive topic." I'm like, "No, let's talk about it. I got I got into a fight <laughs> yesterday." And like I'm like out low-key like, "Yeah, guys, you know, I got yeah, got into a fight. <laughs> got my ass kicked, but you know, defended my goalie.
0: <sighs> this is what happens when you don't listen to me on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to kick my butt. <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah I, I was like all right like if he wants if he wants to do it today i guess we'll do it but it like, doesn't really make sense that after the show you were like dude why did we do that and i was like i tried asking <laughs> you and you were like no we're just doing i was like all right
1: uh just see so you know, that this is the expert n- analysis you guys are getting five days a week right here <laughs> can't even remember days of the week can't remember don't know what day of of the week the it is,
0: but we know the red wings
1: oh Yikes! Okay, uh, today's episode. So a very popular guy on YouTube that you and I, Scotty, like. He's got a pretty large following at this point, over two hundred thousand subscribers. He goes by the uh, the moniker the Hockey Guy. He's just the dude who's a real big fan of the NHL. He's got his cats in the background, or he rocks a hockey jersey. But the dude knows his stuff. And literally, what was it Sundays? He put out a new episode. At talking about the hot start the Red Wings are off to, and the fact that they're in a playoff spot, and what the outlook for this Red Wings team is a quarter of the way through the season as they sit in Wild Card Number One, and he he echoed a lot of our sentiments, and he said some things that like kind of got our gears turning. Like this is a perfect thing for us to talk about, and I don't know where you want to begin on this this situation, Scotty. Um, I think the number one thing that he mentioned was like. He expects, and I I agree with him on this as much as it's hard to say, he expects a fall off at some point because the underlying numbers don't support long-term consistency from the Detroit Red Wings. He expects them to fall off, but he he did note that the Detroit Red Wings have taken a huge step forward. He said this is a step forward that the likes of the Canucks and the Ottawa Senators were expected to take this year. The fans were expecting to take this year. This is the step forward the Red Wings have taken this year when we weren't expecting it. We were expecting more than likely another year of better than last year, but not quite like we talked about it. They took a huge step forward instead of a small step forward. And that is a sentiment I tend to agree with that. This team took a bigger step forward than we were expecting, but the underlying numbers still don't support them having longevity at the level they're playing. Doesn't mean they can't because even he said it numbers don't mean anything, but I thought that was very interesting that he echoed a lot of the sentiments that we had as we've had through the first, 25 games of the season
0: yeah yeah absolutely the th- that was one of his biggest points and and he brought up the fact that uh we're i think i actually mentioned it on yesterday's show but uh we're we're bottom 10 in the league in goals per game and bottom 10 in the league and in, in goals against per game you
1: oracle the um, hockey guys video <laughs> <laughs> no
0: i'd watch this video first
1: trust oh, me oh, yeah.
0: um but, but, no, but it, it was, I mean, it's a fair point. It's a fair, it's a fair thing to bring up. and i I think you know the the factual kind of side of our brains is is kind of in the same boat. like like th- this is just so much better than any of us were expecting, right? like we're we're so much uh, we're, we're playing so much better than any ever anyone expected. That it's it's kind of like okay, like we're waiting for this fall off to happen, waiting for this fall off to happen. And credit to credit to them, the credit to the players and and the staff and stuff because we're now a couple months into the season and the fall off still hasn't happened. And the season ended today, we'd be in the playoffs. Like that's that's pretty damn cool. But I I, I think I think you know eighty two games. It's a long season, and uh, and, I, and I think as the season goes on. They will have to keep proving themselves that we're, I guess is my point. We're not in a position where we're like, okay, well, we won. We're doing, we're in a playoff spot in the first two months. So everyone should expect to keep that. I think, I think we're in a spot where, okay, this is a young team. This is a team that hasn't been good in a minute, you know, still learning how to win. I, I think most of us are expecting them to fall off at, at some point, And they're the team. I would love to be wrong and I would love for the team to keep proving me wrong. But I think that's what they're going to have to do. It would it would very much have to be a defying expectations kind of a thing that it is uh, the opposite.
1: Yeah. And he said that, like, just because the numbers would support them falling off doesn't mean they necessarily will. Um, but he also did note that it's going to be incredibly hard for this Red Wings team to move up in the standings get, given the teams that are above them, uh, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Florida, all just being absolute juggernauts this season. Um, and they got a team behind Belgium. them with four games in hand, Boston Bruins, who are hot on their heels. They're four points behind the Red Wings, but they got four games in hand. But one of the things he said is like, four games in hand are nice because it gives you more opportunities to gain points, but you got to win those games. He said like, just because they have those extra four games doesn't mean they'll win them. And so, in the end, it's still about who has more points. And he says he, he wouldn't be, if I recall correctly, he wouldn't be surprised if the Wings made the playoffs as like a wild card team, but he just doesn't expect it. And he says the main reason why um, he thinks the falloff is going to probably happen despite all the successes from the rookies, and he talked about that being a huge reason why they took such a uh, leap forward is the success of the, of the rookies, which is something... You know, everyone in the NHL at this point knows what has made the Red Wings so special this season. Um, but it's the center depth, especially, is what he mentioned was the big weakness. After 1C, after Dylan Larkin, it gets kind of dicey. And, uh, Scotty, you and I are going to get into that and then really kind of transition from there, talking more directly about Dylan Larkin and, and his role at the Detroit Red Wings um, when we come back. But first, I do got to talk to you guys about Omaha stakes and Scotty. You know how last time I read this, I had never had an Omaha steak before. I, I've heard the streets are saying that that's changed. That has changed. I went to my parents after, before, before my fight. You know, maybe it was Omaha steak that got the testosterone <laughs> bubbling. Uh, but I went to my parents and they gave me Omaha steak burgers for dinner. And I got to say, life changed. Like, I don't think I can have a normal burger ever again because the Omaha Steaks burger, like, I'm not even... This isn't even on the ad read, guys. Like, I'm being completely legit. That was a delicious freaking burger. It was, It was damn good. And, I, you know, got a little cheese, some mayo, some ketchup on there, Swiss cheese. I like Swiss cheese on my burgers. It was just an excellent burger. So, like, what I'm about to say, guys, you can guarantee I'm saying this from the heart. If you need a new holiday memory, like, I have a new holiday memory... You got to go with Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons. I'm going to have to get my dad to make me that next time. Chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use code NHL, you'll get an additional eight Omaha steak burgers for free with your order. Now, that's what I had, guys. The Omaha steak burgers, delicious. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at OmahaSteaks.com, and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code NHL. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword NHL. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for $30 a month per line so your family can share all the insights. And the power of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all with the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Scotty, how powerful will you become, buddy?
0: So powerful.
1: So powerful. He's going to get that 5G straight into his veins, man. He is going to be out of this world powerful. So you better switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offer, coverages not available everywhere. Or for all phones and networks, see BoostMobile.com for details. That is the best fucking power play the Detroit Red Wings have had in four games. All right, Scotty. Segment two here as we continue to, I wouldn't really say break down, but discuss... Uh, what the hockey guy said about the Detroit Red Wings start here as they sit as wild card number one, 25 games into the season, and uh, the biggest weakness he brought up, which we have talked about multiple times on this show, is the depth, and specifically the depth down the middle. Uh, he says going forward that center is a position that they're really going to have to address. They have a, they honestly have a buttload of centers, but none that really pull the piano, so to speak, at the position that they're at. Um Pew Suter, he's okay. He's serviceable. I mean, Robbie Fabry can slide in there. He'd be serviceable. You got Sam Gagne, Michael Rasmussen. You got a ton of guys who can slide into the center position, but none of them that are bona fide, like this is a second-line center, this is a third-line center. And maybe, and he suggests it, he implies it directly, maybe we need a one center.
0: Yeah, The, the first off, the point about the center depth is is something like you said. We have brought up a ton, and is 100% valid and a, a very real. Um, I don't want to say concern, but a very a, very much reality at the for the current state of the team. Um, and and he even went down into into Grand Rapids and talked about like some of the like you know Bergeron and some of the like higher rated prospects there. Uh, and even pointed out for those guys he was like yeah most of them are wingers too you know what i mean like the the wing depth he was he, he was not so critical of but the center depth is a is a very big uh problem with with the current state of the team and and honestly going forward really at at there's not really any levels that we have a ton of center help coming either um and it's fair and, and something that needs to be addressed. But, but then, like you said, then he transitioned that into center position as a whole and how Larkin is, is obviously the captain and the 1C in uh, for, for the current state of the team. But going forward, how much – the age-old – not age-old, but but the debate the last, what, three years probably – uh has been is dylan larkin a 1c on a stanley cup team and he brought that up and uh he said that he thinks larkin is more of a a a 2c for uh you know like a, a big contender and he would like to see the red wings go out and get like a true like top end 1c kind of a player but um that's That's been a debate within this fan base. I mean, what, Larkin's, what, 25? And that's been a debate in this fan base since he was, like, 21, yeah. 20, 22. I mean, that's that's been a very highly debated thing for a while. And it's it's just interesting that even with the, the playing so far above everyone's expectations and such this year, that's still something that people are like, hey, like, this is great. But when the time comes, like, what's the answer?
1: Yeah, and if I'm going to be honest myself, That is something that I have been going back and forth on for a long time. When he exploded onto the scene, his rookie season, I was like, this guy's the future. Like he could be elite. The last few seasons, I've definitely fallen more into the category of, I'm not sure like if he's a top line center. I think he's probably more of a two C on most teams this year. However, like, and like, if, if you listen to me speak, you know that my tune on Dylan Larkin has become way more upbeat and positive. And we, we, we talk about it as well as like so. The chemistry goes a long way into providing his offensive production, but it's not just him taking the production or him taking the chemistry. He's also giving the chemistry too. So this season, I feel like he's been playing like a bona fide one C. I mean, they they've got a, um, like fifty some points combined as a top line uh, a top line 57. group. It's either yeah.
0: fifty seven or fifty four. It's one of those.
1: It, it's years. something crazy high like that. I mean, that's. He's playing like a, a he's playing like the captain and he's playing like a one center. Now, the one thing that the hockey guy mentioned that he about that situation is like he said that just because Dylan Larkin would become a 2C doesn't mean, you know, he's not an excellent player. It's just that a lot of bona fide Stanley Cup contenders basically have two one Cs in their top two pairing, you know, top two lines. And your top line center is just a bona fide goal scorer, which Dylan Larkin is he can score goals, but he's more of, as, as his uh, play evolves, he's kind of becoming more of a playmaker, a setup guy. And he, like, he does have a wonderful shot. He does score plenty of goals. I'm not trying to say he doesn't, but he can do it all. And your 1C tends to become more of a guy who just is like that bona fide, like just... So that's the one thing that uh, the hockey guy was mentioning. is like, just if Dylan Larkin does move down to 2C to get a bona fide, just 1, 1C guy... Dylan Larkin would still be a damn good center. It's not an indictment on Dylan Larkin's ability. But that is something that I've definitely gone back, back and forth on on most situations. And I think like if you were to slide Dylan Larkin in on a team like the Boston Bruins or Tampa Bay Lightning, he probably would fall in the second, uh, second center line. But that's not bad at any stretch of the imagination because he'd still be second center on a dynamite team. And he's still continuing to grow. So he could, and he's been playing out of his mind this year. He's been playing like a top line center. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily agree a hundred percent with what he was saying, but I understand where he was coming from and the sentiment behind it.
0: For sure, I my my opinion of Larkin ha, is that he he is not. He is going to play. To the talent you put around him, exactly, which is a a very good thing and is is not a slight at all. It's, that's a very good thing. You surround him with talent, you're going to get a lot of production out of Dylan Larkin. It's just that in the last what three years, this team is this roster has been so bad that he he has you know I mean he was what nineteen twenty and and almost putting up a point a game and people were freaking out and you know as, as was I, and as they should have. Um, But then you, we got into the rebuild and and you gave him, you know, very little help and the production fell off and people were like, all right, like, I don't know. And then now that he is back, I mean, that top line is, is truly, as we've said quite a few times, one of the most productive lines in all of hockey this year. Uh, And, and as we've put talent around him, now his production's going back up exactly. to what people are kind of expecting, and like you said, he's only twenty-five years old. I, I, I would be very comfortable still putting him at at one C when when the, this team was going deep into the postseason, given what we've seen this year. Because if if we're a contending team, that means there's a hell of a lot of talent on this team outside of the top line.
1: Yeah, and.
0: I mean- I I I have no issue person and I I know it's like like you said it's it's not exactly uh not exactly the stereotypical way lines are set up but I would I would still be very okay with him at at 1C and then go get a again you you do need another another 1C yeah. for lack of a better term center like every every deep contending team has two great centers but uh, I, I, I have no problem with, with Larkin still being in that role. I still think he suits it very well. And I think the more talent that you continue to add as you build this up, only the, the better his production is even going to get from here. I don't even think we've hit the, the ceiling yet with him. So I, I am still a, a big believer and, and uh, advocate for him being the 1C when this team's good again. But that being said, if, if he got knocked down to 2C – I don't think that's like a huge disrespectful. Like, oh, Larkin was a like this was a failure. Like, yeah, like no, you just need two really good centers to be a good hockey team.
1: Yeah, and I actually do want to backpedal a little bit on something I said a few minutes ago. Um, I said it; it was backwards. So your 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 number one center typically isn't your guy who just scores the most goals. Your number one center is the guy who can is the most balanced and can do both. And Dylan Larkin has been that guy, which is why I don't necessarily. 100% agree with the hockey guy's sentiment. I get it. Like, we've seen seasons out of Dylan Larkin to, to what exactly what you said, Scotty. Um, ex, uh, he is what you put around him. And last year, he didn't have a lot around him. He was a half point per game. But in uh, 2019, I'm sorry, 2018, 2019, 73 points in 76 games, despite the team being so awful, you know, he put up 32 goals and 41 assists. He's an incredibly well-balanced player. Like He can show the signs of being a 1C, but he also will have the down year, and I think it is about who's around him. And so now is that an indictment on him? I'm not sure. But that's why it's so hard to... I'm not entirely sure yet. I'm still not fully convinced that he can be a 1C, but he has showed all the signs this year of proving me wrong that he could be. Because this year he has looked like a bona fide 1C, but the, the problem still remains that We need another center, whether it be a 1C or a 2C. I mean, in all honesty, it's like exactly what you said. We need need another 1C because all the deep contending teams have two starting centers. I mean, look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. They They have like three top lines. It's insane. We need a
0: pure goal scorer too. Yeah, I mean that like like as uh, I I love like I said all of what I all of what I just said about Larkin is true, and I, I still think he can be the one C on a on a team that goes deep in the playoffs. That that doesn't mean that going forward this team doesn't still need a a pure put the puck in the back of the net player because that is something that uh I, in on today's date. They are they are lacking compared to other teams that are going deep into the postseason and making cup runs. So I we still very much need that, and I'm not saying we don't. We just need that. I think both can be true. I think we can still need another quote unquote one C while Larkin can still be the actual one C.
1: And that's what makes this debate so interesting is just the fact that he shows this these flashes of being, and I guess at this point it's not a flash. Like he's had twenty. 21 games straight of looking like a dynamite 1C, but then all of last season he struggled. So you get those 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 seasons where he looks like he might be a 2C, those seasons where he could be a 1C. If the rest of his career trajectory is like it is this year, he's a bona fide 1C in the NHL. But you could go out there and get a guy who would be better than him because he's not the best 1C in the league at the moment. And like – I nothing that I'm saying is an indictment on Dylan Larkin either. He's been playing fantastic. He's been playing out of his mind, but there is room for better players on this roster still. And they, like we've been hammering home, they do need another bona fide top six center on this team. Whether it be a guy who could replace Dylan Larkin on one C move Larkin down, or just come in and be a like pew has been fine. He's been serviceable, but like Thomas Hurdle's going to be a free agent this summer. So is Kadri. Like, no, those like, are guys you could Suter, beat. Suter's been
0: great, but imagine imagine a team where Suter's your 3C. Exactly.
1: Then now all of a sudden, you're <laughs> yeah, That staffed. sounds a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: So that, that makes the third line a hell of a lot better, and that also means that we got someone better than him to be on the second
1: line. I guess in the end, what I'm trying to say is this team just needs another top six center, and regardless of where that pushes Larkin in the lineup, it's going to make the team better. Because if Can you imagine Larkin on the second line? We would have a dominant second line because that just means we have an even better first line or you get a cadre or a a hurdle in here on your second line. You're still going to have a dominant second line. Like the point is you need two top lines that are basically both top lines, like your top six both need to be top lines. And that's that's the moral of the story. And regardless of where Dale Narkin is in the lineup, it's not an indictment on a skill. Just what's the better fit for the team at the moment.
0: Absolutely. And, and as this, this young team continues to grow, I think Larkin's production has, has the ability and the potential to get even better, but that doesn't change the fact that there is, we don't have a one, a one B center. And we also don't have one like on the way in the system anywhere. That is a, a glaring hole that every, contending team has that we don't
1: have currently. So both can be true. You know what else can be true, Scotty? What's that? How fantastic betonline.ag is. Betonline.ag has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season and hockey season continue to march towards the playoffs. Betonline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or (laughs) mobile website, To sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use the promo code LOCKDOWN to receive their bonus. From basketball, football, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your major... BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Last play in this period. All right, Scotty. Uh, as we finish up and wrap up here, uh, following that, that, it was a really interesting Dylan Larkin debate, man. Like, I, I still don't know how I feel. Like, I thought I knew how I feel coming in, but now I'm not sure. Like, I just can't, and I'm, here I go going circling back to that again. <laughs> but it's just, he could be one center, but I could also see getting another center that would push him to two center. Like, he's just been good, and you said it good between like you said it really well between segments here like he's right on that threshold of being like a genuine number 1 center or could be a number 2 center going forward. He's just he's mm-hmm. a little bit of an enigma right now and I'm not sure which way he's going to fall through the rest of his career but
0: Yeah, he's right at that that in between phase of like he is better than a significant majority of the NHL but there's still like like if he was the second best center in hockey you'd be like all right well we're never going to get mcdavid so like we're just gonna he's gonna be the one c right but he's at a weird spot where he's he's better than than most like he he is better than most one c's in the nhl but there is also still a a decent crop of centers better than him you know it's just that's a really weird when you're building a team around someone that's a really weird place to be at because there are better options, and there are better options that are obtainable. But he also still is better than than a significant majority of the league at the yeah. same time. And the fact that both of those are true just makes it really tough to judge on on what you're going to do.
1: Either way, I still love me some Dylan Larkin. Not don't jump Absolutely, I just want to make it clear that we love Dylan Larkin on this program, and we are just having an open and honest conversation but we yes.
0: absolutely love us some, uh, some D-boss.
1: Full support.
0: Hometown kid, baby. My captain. Yeah,
1: let's go. Well, we ball. We uh,
0: ball, baby. Forever we, my captain, man, for real. He, I mean, jeez. Oh, I love that man.
1: Uh, anyway, uh, we got a couple of just cleanup notes uh, about the game against Nashville. We already did our preview in yesterday's episode. We went over how I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> Enforcer Fisher, baby. Enforcer Fisher. He's not using his brains. He's using his body. Uh, <laughs> blocking punches with his forehead. Uh, <laughs> damn right. Damn right. Uh, Gustav Lindstrom is out in tomorrow's game or tonight's game. I guess by the time you're listening to this, Mark Stahl has entered COVID protocol, but Danny DeKaiser has exited COVID protocol and they have called up Scotty's favorite Dan Renew from the AHL to fill that. Hole, that renew, Lindstrom baby. is leaving, And so it just, uh, I mean, we talk, to, we talk about depth issues all the time. And, you know, I mean, it's good getting DDK back just from the standpoint that it's a, a veteran D-man, an NHL caliber D-man, I guess. Uh, <laughs> that That's a take these days. That's a take these days. Um, it's not Dan Renouf, although Dan Renouf did get called up. So I don't even know. Dan Renouf, is. baby. Um, Dan Renouf. So Let's basically what we're trying to say, Tyler Bertuzzi still in COVID protocol anyways, uh, by the way keep an eye on your defensive core against the predators cuz it's very going to be very hodgepodge again. You might yep. see your What? No, 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 go, go. You might see uh your your, your DDK Cider pairing back together, but after that, I I don't know what's going to what's going to happen. I don't know who Nick is Nick Letty going to be playing with Australia. Phil Ronick going to be playing with Dan Renouve? I don't know. It's going to be very hodgepodge.
0: Yeah, that that was going to be my question is like do you, do you think that DDK comes back and is immediately back on on first line defense again? They, they seem to
1: like that pairing. I so Why? I has <laughs> got a, he's got a, a negative he's his got a negative war or war percentage of like 30 and Sider's got a war percentage of like 95. <laughs> and Sider's got a a freaking Corsi of like 59, and BDK has got a Corsi of like 39, and I'm like, what it, what is go, what is the purpose of this pair? Well, but like, oh,
0: we're gonna stick him somewhere and, they'll off put each other, and,
1: right? Like they'll even it out. No, I don't want them. I don't want Cider to get evened <laughs> out by DDK. <laughs> I yeah,
0: love, man, and I uh, love
1: Danny De Like I, I, but I just, I gotta be honest, just that pair, man. I don't agree with. I don't get it. Oh, man. Yeah, I. I mean, we've we've talked about that at length. I'm I'm not a
0: not a huge fan of it either. But, That's um, an understatement. Clear, clear clearly, it's it's. I don't think it's going anywhere. Um and uh, but like I, I mean, it, it is. It you know, it, it's nice to have him back for depth's sake and and having another body in there and and whatever. But um,
1: in Blashill's defense, and I don't want to make this a whole pairing thing, but who do you pair with Morris Cider? that'll make like uh, cider shoots right. So if you're trying to keep, and you don't necessarily have to keep a right-handed, left-handed defensive pairing, like going forward, but usually that's what you
0: Blaschel want. Does. Does. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, gen- genuinely or generally rather, that is what most coaches do, but you For don't sure. have to do it that way. More cider and Nick Letty is everyone's ideal. But after that, like the talent level can, s- s- drops off so steep and like, what else what are you Philip Hronick is right-handed so you do you want to put Hronick inside again. like if if you're looking at it from that aspect like it does in a way make sense that Danny DeKaiser is on the top line because he is the most veteran left-handed defenseman on the team who has got the has the, knows the systems the most and can play with the rookie so from that regard I understand it it's just that in, in terms of capability at this point in your career I don't get it.
0: Yeah, it's it's just, it's very much, uh, you know, would you rather make one D pairing like really, really good and then have the other two be really, really weak or would you rather, sp- you know, spread out the talent, share the sugar and, and make all three be like okay to solid? That that's pretty much that's the mindset. What we're going on it, and, and right, and and when when we already have, and we've talked about at length the, uh, the struggles this team has with depth. The, most people are are, even though it's at the expense sometimes of Cider's plus minus, you're you're gonna want to take the the kind of a, a more spread out approach.
1: Yeah, I mean I get it. I just don't get it. I think I said that last time we talked about the Danny DeKaiser Kaiser thing. No, I get nah, it, but I don't I'm get right it. am I'm, I'm right there with you. So. And like again, like I got nothing against Danny Kaiser. I just I I'm looking at I just I see the numbers, man. I see the numbers, the numbers, Mason. What do they I mean? I see the numbers. And I'm just like, oh. Anyways, any, Scotty, any any final thoughts before we uh, head it off, and we come back with a post game recap on uh, when Tuesday night, Wednesday episode. I don't know what date it is anymore. All blurred um, together.
0: Let's go for six,
1: six in a row, baby, and uh, go blue. There it is. I knew it was coming. Thanks for making Locked On Red Wings your first listen every day. Somebody edited this read to say Locked On Warriors. Uh, I guess we know who. I guess we know who was reading this last. Uh, thank you for making Locked on Warriors your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Scotty, we'll be back here on Wednesday with a post-game recap episode from the Nashville Predators game. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. He wasn't sleeping at the wheel today. (laughs) He was ready for it. You're locked on Red Wings. Your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.